For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to Bladen Races, it was on the 9th of June. 1862 on a summer's afternoon We took the bus from Balbras And she was heavy laden Away we went along Collingwood Street That's on the road to Bladen Oh, my lads, you should have seen us gunning Passing the folks along the road Just as they were standing All the lads and lasses there And all with smiling faces Gunning along the Scotswood Road To see the Bladen races Hello and welcome to CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, the best host in America that hosts a Newcastle United podcast. That is confirmed. Uh, today, I am flying solo. There's no best damn co-host in the land of Elijah Newsom. But we have a lot of good things to cover today, and it will be short and sweet because I would do a longer podcast if, one, if we didn't get blown out, and two, if Elijah was here, but because... We got blown out, and Elijah isn't here. Then, yeah, it uh, certainly not advantageous for me to make this a very long podcast. But there are things to discuss, and I'm I'm ready to do that with you guys now. But uh, that was not fun. Um, there there are some encouraging things, and there's some very bad also, and that comes with the territory. So. Let's dive into other things. Give me a follow on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg, but also follow the podcast at CHN underscore radio and check out our website. Um, We have a lot of good articles coming out. If you're interested in writing for Coming Home Newcastle, it's a lot of fun. Um, Some good banter involved with it too. Please, you can DM Elijah or I, or you can even email us at CHN radio NUFC at gmail.com. Um, even if you have any feedback, email is a good way to do that too. Twitter, we're always checking our DMs. So w- thank you guys for whoever DM'd us and like offered suggestions. Just any feedback whatsoever, that's extremely important to us. So thank you for doing that. Uh, but without further ado, let's get underway here. And the first thing we're going to start with is, well, the main topic of this podcast is Arsenal 4, Newcastle 0. In London, it was, for me, unfortunately not surprising, and watching it was completely abysmal. Um, so that's that's what we got to witness on Sunday. Uh, good thing we, in America, we had President's Day to kind of relax through that. But let's get into three words at the end of every match. We ask you to describe the match in three words, and we'll read them on the podcast. We got a lot of submissions, and as always... Y'all do a great job of describing exactly what happens in the match. So I will go through each and every one of those. Um, And we'll start with Trevor Mooney. At Trevor Mooney 12, he says, Brucey plus Jolinton equals shite. Uh, Toon Army Portland at Toon Army PDX. Sell up Mike. Don, nice profile picture, Don. At Smick Ultra, I mean, whatever. Aiden at underscore Aiden underscore Scott underscore. What effing happened? One lost muffin at one lost muffin. He put in a few here. He said, this damn team want Rafa back and needs new owners. 
Ellen at Ellen back again. Well, welcome, Ellen. I'm glad you're back. Uh, typical Newcastle form. Mark Vickers at Mark Vickers 10. Steve Bruce out. The Farmster at the underscore Farmster. Bruce found out. Anything Newcastle at anything NUFC. Not good enough. Um, and then he provided contest. context. He said, in all seriousness, what, what the very F was that shite? Um, I wish I could say the full thing, but people get mad when I do. So that's, that's a fact. Uh, Sandra Farn at HockeyMom41. Ashley, please sell. Joe Terry at Joseph underscore Terry. Uh, oh, we got out of that screen real quick. Joe said, need to score. Shivas at Shivas NUFC. Decent, hardworking first half. We looked like we could have gotten a decent performance out of today from that. A little, he said even more, but because it wasn't three words, I'm not reading the rest. Steve Johnston at S Johnson Seven Steve, absolutely effing abysmal. Gav four eighty five NUFC at Salty Lemon underscore NUFC. Second half capitulation. David Campbell at Dave eighty three C two halves game. That's really good comment, David. Uh, we'll get into that. Jamie Elliott at Want a Bigger Boat. Yes, we need to get a bigger boat for Jamie. Bruce's halftime masterclass. Lukey Sales at Carlton Bantz. Best player, Jolinton. We'll get into that for sure. Luca Batochi. Rose Lazaro, disjointed. Very good point there. NUFC retweeter at NUFC Wales. Steve Masterclass Bruce. Keith Rowell Ogle at Ogle Keith, Lazy Joe Linton, Paul Newton at Newton Paul Paul, <laughs> Lost Our Way, Brian Gardner at Brian Gardner 10, Do Something Joe Linton, Pub League MVP at M1 Spike, Things Fall Apart, and our last one by M0X1 pound sign Y, which is money, um, at Mark Oh, it could be a play on words for his name, too. Mark Oxley, 1975. What the F? So, yeah. So, thank you guys for responding to that. Uh, we do that after every game. Keep it up. We love the more interaction, the better there. Uh, yeah, what What the F? <laughs> like, what What happened? Uh, it, it seemed like for this match, everything was going smoothly. Like, we got to halftime and 0-0, zero, zero, and we were like, okay, like, this is where we want to be. Shorten the game up. We'll get that goal. Do the Newcastle thing again. But that's not, not what happened. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll start with lineups. So this was not the team that we expected when we talked about the preview. It was a pretty attacking team. And one thing I want to mention, there was no ball winner in the midfield for this lineup. So I'll, I'll read the names. We had Dubravka, Lazaro, Fernandez, Lascelles, Clark. Rose, Sean Longstaff, Bentaleb, Almiron, St. Maximin, and Jolinton. Uh, the subs were Darlow, Cher, Lejeune, Richie, Hayden, Maddie Longstaff, and Atsu. So, pretty attacking side by, by my saying that Hayden is in the bench. So, there goes our, our ball-winning midfielder, right? So, now you have two attacking wing backs in Danny Rose and Lazaro. Sean Longstaff is... A ball player in the midfield, and so is Bentaleb. So we didn't have a ball winner in the midfield. So counter, it was just like there was only one way that, like defensively, we were ca kind of caught out there with that lineup selection. 
But I, I so I was surprised to see this. It, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have this lineup. It just shows the intent that we were going to kind of go for it a bit, which I really enjoyed. One thing to, to also mention, Elijah was talking about having Cher and Lejeune back in the lineup, but he's really sticking to this Clark LaSalle's Fernando duo. I don't know how much longer that's going to last after today. Um, and then obviously with the, with this lineup, we had our three January Loney signings uh, all playing at once for the first time. And probably the most important thing that, to spot out is our most attacking player on the bench was Atsu. That's really our only option. when If, if an attacking player is to come off, it's, it's for Atsu. And you can say Matt Ritchie, but I don't feel like that counts. So let, let's get into the match a bit, and or not a bit, let's dive right in and, and talk about what happened here. So Newcastle came out in their 5-4-1. Lazaro was the right wing back, Rose was the left wing back, Amaran was on the right, and St. Gucci was on the left, and then Jolinton up top. Um, and Bentaleb and Sean were in the central midfielder. So... The first like uh, like two or three minutes, it like Newcastle. I don't even think touched the ball once. Um, right, well, like in possession at least, it, it was all Arsenal. But then like it, it was very quick, like five minutes in. Yeah, actually in the fifth minute we got our first chance, and it was a great play by Jolinton. He attacked it down the left left side of the field. He picked out Lazaro well, like great cross to Lazaro on the back post. Lazaro like did a neat move to cut inside, and he beat Saka. He actually he beat him fair and square. Like Saka didn't even touch him, and then his shot deflected out for a corner. So like he had a wide open shot, but I can't remember what what Arsenal player it was. But an Arsenal player tracked back and was able to get a foot on the ball and deflect it out. That was a great play by whoever that was. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, it was kind of going back and forth for the first 10 minutes. We saw Granite Jaka get, get a yellow card. He pulled on Lazaro's shirt down the right. Like It sh- it showed like Lazaro was exploiting all the space that Saka was leaving him. And Shaka <laughs> was, is, was the man who, who was supposed to cover for any of that space that Lazaro got to. Uh, and, and I felt early on Lazaro was doing a good job of exploiting that. So that was, that was a really good sign for me. Um, going on in, going into like the 15th minute, we had another chance. It was Lazaro. He, he floated the ball out to Longstaff and, um, he kind of hit a half volley. It deflected off of a defender and then Leno had to make a really good save. And then from that corner, St. Gucci Max gets to the byline and he cuts it to Jolinton, who kicks it off of his own foot and <laughs> goes out wide. Uh, but all in all, like we started out pretty well, and we were causing a lot of problems for Arsenal. I even tweeted out a couple times, like I thought, I think we're the better team right now. Uh, so it was all a very good sign for us. Um, there was some good, like, like positions of play for Newcastle. Like Sean Longstaff was stepping up and trying to. To, to make some plays. I know he had a free kick, um, but that wasn't good. But, like, we were just, like, controlling the game fine. We were handling all the pressure in a good way. Um, Almiron, uh, about 25 minutes in, made a like, incredible run. Uh, he kept Saka off the ball and outside of his own box, sprinted about 70 yards, past multiple people, 
but and then but he goes down and no free kick was given. Um, Saint Gucci tried to flick into the box, uh, and you know didn't work out there. Like the the two Almiron and Saint Maximin when they're on, like they are so much fun to watch. It really does get people out out of your chair. Uh, but it was the most open game involving Newcastle I've seen in a while. Like, we've seen open games before, but Newcastle was doing, they were driving the play in this, and it were, like, first 30 minutes, I would say. We were we were frustrating them. When they got into attacking positions, we would bunker in and then win the ball and immediately branch out to attack. Uh, so it was, it was pretty great to see us play like that. Uh, but... One thing I want to talk about in the first half is Almiron. So Almiron has nor- normally he, he's on the right and it's a fluid position. Um, and you'll see him in this like on in this match he was on the left. So like he's playing right mid, right wing, and then he was always just like ending up on the left hand side, like either overlapping or in the center. And like Jolinton, which they would shift across each other. Like it, it was really odd. Like Almiron was literally playing every square inch of that that pitch. And I get it with a player like him. That's it, it's good to even have a player that can do that. But it's not useful for us. Like we need to stay organized, and we need players running, running, doing their job. I hate to bring in a New England Patriots quote for this, but like do your job, like. You know, I, I'm fine with Amaran coming back to track, but we need him running on that right side if he's playing on the right side. Obviously, I'd love him to play on the left, but if he's playing right wing, then I need him on that right side because it allows Arsenal to over-defend in certain areas of the pitch and stop all of our attacks. So I, I wasn't really a big fan of what he was doing there. He's He hasn't done it, he, so he's been very free and open in his positioning, which is encouraged. But this was a different level to me. Like he was completely overlapping with players, like on the opposite side of the field, which he should not be doing. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We got to halftime, and it was very encouraging. Like uh, I think you know this is very cliche, and a lot of people say it. But if you said, "Hey, we're going to Arsenal." It's going to be 0-0 at halftime. How would you feel? I think most of us would feel okay. I think I think Newcastle definitely frustrated Arsenal. Um, we looked very threatening on the breaks. Jolinton, Almiron, Lazaro, and St. Gucci all had some positive moments. But it was goalless. And that, that was the first half. I mean, um, and, and that's the whole mantra for Newcastle United is keeping things, shortening the match, and getting that one goal. Um, so we're going to get ready to get in the second half, but I am going to take a break. So let's do that right now. Okay. Second half, zero, zero, uh, no changes for either side. And it was all arsenal. Um, pretty much chance after chance after chance for arsenal. We got about 10 minutes into the second half and there's just a lot of frustrations like, been like on on the attack. So to this point, ten minutes in, we were doing okay, and like just Arsenal was dominating. So they they made a lot of adjustments. Arsenal on the way they were going to attack us, 
and we just stayed the same. I I wish there was a plan B with Bruce. Sorry, y'all. It's unfortunate to keep bringing this up, but sometimes he just he just doesn't know how to react. Um, but in the attack, like Bentaleb tried to curl a pass to Almiron in a in a pretty central position, um, and I remember. <laughs> Uh, this is just something to note. Uh, the ball hits Lee Mason, the ref, and he pulls pulls back play and gives Newcastle a drop ball, which is a a new role. And Bentelev just smashes it. It, it. it nothing comes of it. And it's just like like come on, you're getting a drop ball in our own half. Like let's we we have possession. Let's build on this. Like let's bring all of our attackers forward. Like let's actually try to make something of it. We just don't have any like want or incentive to do that which i don't understand uh and then shortly after that we had our first goal Aubameyang. uh very frustrating uh this is where things start to seriously decline and it was pepe who was outstanding by the way like incredible he was attacking down the right he cut back onto his left foot he floated a ball to the back post, and Aubameyang absolutely just assaults Lazaro. He, he just gets right in front of him. Lazaro doesn't even put up a fight. Uh, embarrassing. Like And, you know, I made a joke. Oh, you know, our new signing is pretty much the same as Yedlin. Great. Like, pretty good in attack, uh, but can't defend the back post. And that's what we got. Lazaro just lets Aubameyang run right in front of him, wins the header, and scores. Um one nothing Arsenal, it, you know, unacceptable defending from Lazaro's part. Uh, and then two minutes later, Arsenal double the lead, and it was Pepe. They were Arsenal's just at this point much better in possession, and we were forced so far deep in our own half. And now this became a game of damage limitation. Um, Saka absolutely destroys Lazaro. This is. Some of the worst two minutes we've seen for a Newcastle player. Lazaro looked awful. He gets megged by Saka. Uh, he plays a low ball into Pepe, who arrives right, probably right by the penalty spot, and hits it home. Uh, no chance. Easy goal. And just like that, you know, a mere 11 and 13 minutes into the second half, we go from a 0-0 game to down to nothing on the road, which is. Tough to come back for him. <laughs> uh, then right after that, Clark goes down. He's able to continue. Um, and then we had our chance. This is the, the game changing moment for me. Uh, 63rd minute. It was a huge opportunity for Clark. Uh, Almiron sp spread the play to St. Maximin on the left. And then he gets a low ball into Clark. Clark was wide open in the middle. And... He shoots the ball, and Louise deflected it, and it went out. But I'm pretty sure that if Louise didn't touch it, that ball was still not even going to hit the target. I mean, he, he had, uh, it was so annoying. Uh, right in front of the net, he was probably right where Pepe was when he scored, like right at the penalty spot. And then Clark just, like, kicked it wide, like very wide. Uh, just terrible. <laughs> but... Like, and then, then you ask yourself, why is Clark in the middle of the box? Well, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later with Jolinton. Uh, it's so frustrating to me. Um, moving forward, 
we just, ever since that second goal, we just were more and more passive. We made a double sub, 74th minute, and it was Lazaro and Fernandez came off. Lazaro had an awful second half. Um, Hayden and Richie came on, and right after the sub, we had another chance to turn this game around, and it was St. Gucci Max. He, he hits the inside of the post, curling. It was a right-footed shot. Tried to curl it. Um, it was a great turn, great hit, but it hits the post and bounces out and came to nothing. And then right after that, it seemed like Bruce instructed everybody to go to the back four. Um, Hayden became the right back. Ben Taleb was in the midfield sitting behind Richie, who was on the right, and Longstaff was to the left, and then... St. Maximin and Almiron were just off of Jolinton. So going to a four-back system, this was more of a, hey, let's attack. Let's attack hard with a four-back. And, like, if we give up a goal, we give up a goal. It, it was, like, uh, my idea of it is, like, it's a they played a 4-1-4-1. So if that creates any pictures for you. So Jolinton up top, and then a four of... Bentaleb, St. Maximin, um, Richie, and Almiron, and Hayden. Or sorry, sorry. Take Bentaleb out of it. It was Hayden, Richie, St. Maximin, and Almiron. And then Bentaleb behind them. And then our four center backs, Hayden acting as the right back. I said Hayden twice in there. What, whatever. It was a 4-1-4-1. <laughs> um, there's no need to go into it because didn't work. They didn't really try to defend here. Um, they were, you know, trying to salvage something. Um, so giving up a goal was kind of expected. Uh, so I wouldn't berate the back four in this instance. Uh, and, and a 4-1-4-1 is, I mean, it's not designed. It's, yeah, it's just, I, I wouldn't put too much stock into this. Um, but we made another sub. Clark came out. He was just battling injury for most of the second half. Cher came on. Like, that's our... We're down 2 nothing. There's seven minutes of regular time left. And all we can do is bring on a center back. That's that's a state that we're in right now. Um, but the rest of the half was resulting in more Arsenal success. Uh, right before full-time, a goal. 3 nothing. It was Otsal. Uh, it, was a, it was an attack right through the middle of our defense, right through the 4-1-4-1. Otsal spread the play to Pepe, who laid it to Lacazette. Uh, Lacazette turned, curled the ball into the box, and then Otsal's shot goes under Dubrovka. Uh, he can't collect the second attempt. It slowly rolls into the net. I, the entire Newcastle United defense broke down there, and the, you know nothing, nothing we could do about it there. Uh, there were six minutes out of time. Right after that, 4 nothing Arsenal. Lacazette with the goal. Uh, it was they're, they're, they're so open in the second half. Uh, even more so in this 4-1-4-1. Uh, but they just tore them apart. Uh, Willick feeds Pepe. He slid it over to Lacazette. And he finishes. Pretty easy stuff. Pretty rudimentary stuff. Terrible defending. Um, and that was it. That was full-time. It was an encouraging first half. We absolutely got beheaded in the second half. 
there's a couple good chances, but we're just your Newcastle are far too passive when going down. If we're going down, like the chances of us getting something are so small. Now we've seen, on the contrary, some success when we've gone down, and those are miracles. They really are. Because, like, even if you go to the Everton match where we somehow got a point from that one, we were miserable in that game. We just got two miracles from Florian Lejeune in a minute and ten seconds. But once we went down 2 nothing, it was over. Like, that team had no desire to, to fight back in, the, in that one. Um, and that's what this looked like. They got down 2 nothing. that was it. They didn't really – they had two chances. They had the Clark, which should have been a goal, and St. Max, which could have been a goal. But – even even if say those two went in and went two to two, I still think we lose this game four two. Like I really do. Uh, just Arsenal was so much better than us here, um, and that's what all there is to it. I'm gonna take another break. We're gonna get to the rest of the recap, and we're gonna do that right now. Okay, match ended. Um, Newcastle dropped in the standings to thirteenth. 31 points were tied with Southampton and were tied on goal difference, but they have eight more goals than we do, which is the next tiebreaker. Um, ahead of us, outside of Southampton, are Burnley and Arsenal. And that Arsenal gets us 10th. Uh, below us, one point below us, is Crystal Palace, which is our next match. And then rounding out the rest of the bottom of the Premier League, we have Brighton, Burnmouth, Aston Villa, and the bottom three are West Ham, Watford, and Norwich. So, going to quotes, we have Steve Bruce. He said, The first half was as good as we played on a big stage for a long time. However, we made a mistake, and then we've got punished for the second one, too. Once we start analyzing the third and fourth one, then all of a sudden it becomes a bit of a shock, really, because nobody expected it. It's a frustration of that, really. But that's the Premier League. You make a mistake at this level and you get punished. And we've been punished a couple of times. Even when we we got to 2-0, we had big chances. But we didn't take them. And there lies our Achilles heel. We knew Arsenal would play with a bit more intensity in the second half. And unfortunately, we didn't. We gave sloppy goals away. It's disappointing. Yeah, extremely disappointing. But that's the, that's the way it, it led up. Going to stats, we have some interesting ones, some depressing ones. Uh, <clears throat> the Arsenal are the second team to complete the double against Newcastle. The first is Leicester, two painful defeats there. Um, and this loss, this four-goal loss, moved Newcastle's overall goal difference in the Premier League to negative for the first time. Since September of 1993. That's our overall goal difference in the Premier League. Um, is the second month of the Premier League. It was the last time we were in the negative. So overall we've played 946 matches. We have 354 wins. 351 losses. And 241 draws. We have 1,273 goals for and 1,275 goals against. So, what about against Arsenal? We've lost each of our last eight trips to the Emirates. Only Etihad Stadium uh, is, is a bigger one, bigger streak than that. We've lost 10 straight there. 
so not good at all. Going to 538, 538 projects how each season is going to end in the Premier League. They do plenty of other leagues too, so definitely check them out. Um, so just looking at the, the prospect of how a season will, will pan out, it's still, we're still not completely safe, but it's still looking fine. Um, they have us in 14th place on 42 points. We have a 13% chance of getting relegated, which is a little higher. And, uh, we have a 4% chance of finishing in the top 10. Uh, below us, they have Brighton. Watford, West Ham, Burnmouth, Aston Villa, and Norwich. That's our stats. And now let's get to a little bit of best and worst players. <clears throat> the, the best player of the match, in my opinion, was Nicolas Pepe. Um, but the best player for Newcastle, I'm going to give to St. Maximin. I think that he was the one that created the most, the most and he's the one that... Really gives us the most hope in attack right now. Uh, a lot of people I saw were claiming that he should become our next striker. Let's not do that because what he's good at is long runs, building in the attack, not like being the end product of the attack. Uh, so let's just keep what he's been doing, to be honest. Uh, the worst player for me was Lazaro. He had a great first half. I even called him out. In the first half for having a great first half. But he his two mistakes were vital to this match falling apart. Um, just lazy defending on the back post. And then getting absolutely just megged. And giving up on the play for the second goal just two minutes later. Um, but there's one player I really want to talk about is Jolinton. Who, who all in all had a great game. Uh, for like... Just for like positioning, getting outlet play, linking up with players. I've discovered, and we had a lot of talk about this in our Coming Home Newcastle Slack chat. Um, there's a lot of, where it's the same as as social media, what you're seeing. There's a lot of pro Jolintons, and there's a lot of negative Jolintons. I'm on the negative camp. Uh, I'll get out and say it now. Look, you sign a striker to score goals. You, you don't sign a midfielder to score goals. Yeah, it's great when they contribute to goals and when they score goals and when they get assists, but their their job is to link up the play and build the attacks, not Jolinton. Jolinton is signed to score. If you're sign if you're a striker, your job is to score. If you're a goalkeeper, your job is to save. Everybody else gets signed for individual pieces to the puzzle. But those are the most finite. Goalkeeper needs to save, strikers need to score. Jolinton does everything that Rondon does, but he does not score. And it's completely unacceptable. I, I would strip him doing anything else that everything that Rondon does, he can we can end that right now. Stop he can stop doing all of it, but start scoring. Everybody would take it, right? Like we don't need to see him linking up with the midfield as good as he does if he's not going to score from it. What he needs to do is plant himself in the box. There's too many times where we're getting to an attack. And our striker isn't there when the ball is getting crossed. We've had Kieran Clark in the box when Jolinton wasn't in the box. Like, those things are completely unacceptable. And you don't spend 40 million pounds on a player that isn't going to, to finish for you. Like, it's completely unacceptable. He won nine aerial duels. That's incredible. But, like, okay, then let's move him to the midfield. Because he's he's not finishing. 
Like, if he's going to just care about linking up play, then fine. Like, let's switch positions. Let's get a striker. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. So I, that's a little piece. We're going to talk more about that in the next week's pod, but um, it's just a little frustration that I'm having. But that's it, guys. Uh, not a great one. We it, it, we have a big stretch of games coming up for Newcastle that are going to kind of decide what happens the rest of the season. Um, the next one's coming up this weekend against Crystal Palace. Then we have Burnley. Uh, so a lot a lot on the line for for us. So we have to hopefully the team figures it out and, and get back to the form that they had before. But uh, all we can do is hope at this point. Nothing's in control. Uh, we will have another podcast for you. Um, so this one, you're listening to this. We will we'll release this on Tuesday. Um, you'll have our weekly show, CHN Radio episode 119. We'll be out for you on Wednesday, and then we'll preview the match against Crystal Palace um, on Friday. So, I hope you enjoyed this solo podcast. Elijah will be back for Wednesday's release, so enjoy that one. Uh, but without further ado, that concludes this episode of CHN Radio. Um, I'm sorry that we lost or nothing, and I hope you guys were still sane enough to listen to this. Um, I'm your host, Greg Troxel, and this is the best damn Newcastle United podcast in the United States of America. This is the best song, Coming Home Newcastle, and Away the Last. To be a Jodie and to live in Jodie land. Some people think we're body and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wing. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of river time. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny Hawaii. I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. The Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog in St James's Park, at the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home Newcastle, you can keep your London wing. I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the river tide. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd 
kiss the ground for the welcome sound of me mother seeing him how we I'm coming home Newcastle I may as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home Newcastle if you never win the cup again 